Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Introvert Attraction Podcast. In our last episode, we talked about different ways that you can start to connect with and identify the different needs that you have in relationships, both emotional and intimacy needs, whether that is personality traits, whether that is values, and looking at different ways that you can view getting to know people. And instead of viewing dating as a struggle to find the right person or to be able to date the right person or connect with the right person, just looking at it as exchanging information and getting to know people, which sounds incredibly obvious, but it's really easy to put on blinders and just focus on trying to find the one or find your soulmate or even just find someone that you want to connect with. So taking a step back and I don't want to say not taking it so seriously, but kind of. Because the more seriously that you take it, the more expectations and pressure that you put on yourself and the other person, and that's never going to lead to an authentic connection, which is really, really important. And the biggest thing that we focused on last week was learning how to reconnect with your intuition again, and that it's very common if it has disconnected from you or if you have learned not to trust it over time or if it has learned not to trust you over time that you have your own best interests at heart and that you'll look out for yourself and that it's a process to start to rebuild that trust. And it's very admirable that you're all here and you're putting this work in and that you are committed to not just finding the right partner, but getting to know yourself better and being committed to the process of growth and the inner work and all the things that are really uncomfortable, but ultimately make the relationships that we do create so much more fulfilling, so much more rewarding and just better. So for this week and for the next two weeks, I want us to tackle a really tough topic that everyone struggles with, no matter how old you are, no matter how long you've been dating, no matter how many times you've been hurt or have your heart broken, everyone struggles with this. And I'm going to pose the question this way that I hear the most often, and it is, how do I overcome my fear of rejection? I'm just going to spoil the surprise right now. There is no way to overcome a fear of rejection, and that is because rejection hurts. It is painful, and it's meant to be that way. And not just because you might have a bruised ego, whether that's true or not. From an evolutionary perspective, rejection is meant to be painful because it's threatening. When someone who we are starting to trust, or whether we've been dating them for a short time or a long time, When someone leaves you or decides that they don't want to be with you or they don't want to date you, that is threatening to our brains and to our nervous systems because being abandoned is painful. It's scary. It's threatening. And we are naturally programmed to fear what is painful, to fear what is threatening. And it's not just that it hurts or that it hurts to feel abandoned. We also attach a lot of meaning to rejection and we attach a lot of shame to it because it it really hurts to sit there and process the fact that whoever you're dating or whoever you're with consciously took a moment to sit and think about you and decide that their life would be better off without you in it. It's incredibly painful to think about and it's incredibly painful because it tells us something about our self-worth. It tells us that we weren't worth it to this person to want to continue having us in their lives. And that sucks. I'm just going to say it. (laughs) And then it hurts even more when we add on the pain of shame or questioning our value or our self-worth and wondering what people are going to think about us. 
So that pain already hurts on a, a physiologic level. But then on top of that, then there's all this secondary meaning that's attached to the concept of rejection. There's a lot of shame attached to that. And there's a lot of us questioning our value, our self-worth, whether we are dateable, whether we are lovable. Those are really hard questions to grapple with when someone rejects you or someone decides that they don't want to be with you anymore. And we also naturally worry about the social implications of that, what other people think of us, what our family thinks of us, what our friends think of us, and just worrying that our perceived value and worth to society, to other people, to just your existence as a person, having that judged by other people adds so much pain and shame onto something that is already very painful to begin with. So all of that is kind of swirling around inside of your brain, inside of your body, inside of your nervous system. It's incredibly overwhelming, and it's very natural and normal to want to do something with that pain because it hurts and it's very overwhelming. And I'm sure that you faced rejection before. Once you come out of it, regardless of how you end up working through that, it creates this massive amount of fear in our brain and in our nervous system. Because once something threatening happens to you, when you come through the other side, your brain wants to protect you from making sure that that never happens again. So in order to try to protect you, your brain and your nervous system go on high alert and they start to monitor very closely for any signs that this might be happening again or that it might be impending again. And this can lead to reading in to what people are saying to you, whether they're not texting back in time, whether they seem to be disinterested, whether they're pulling away. And it just puts you on high alert. And it's really hard to be open and vulnerable and able to connect when you're living in fear of being rejected. And usually this process is happening completely below your conscious awareness. It's just something that is physiologically programmed into us to try to protect ourselves from being abandoned again because it feels very threatening and that is very real. And then on top of all of that, you're usually judging yourself for the fact that you are struggling with this. We often feel weak if we are afraid of rejection or we feel weak that we should be braver, that we should be stronger, that we shouldn't be afraid or that we should be able to just push past it. And that judgment on top of all the other emotions, primary and secondary that I just described, really invalidates your own experience that it is painful and it makes it a lot harder to actually work through it when you are judging and rejecting yourself for going through what is a very normal and understandable process. So all of this is going on inside of your brain, your body, your nervous system, your feelings, and it's a lot if you really stop to think about it. And I don't blame you if you haven't stopped to think about it because it's incredibly overwhelming. And the worst part is how helpless that it leaves you feeling. So you end up feeling broken, you feel helpless, you feel worthless, and you feel like there's nothing you can do. So it makes complete sense that most people respond to rejection by rejecting the rejection itself and not wanting to deal with it. And introverts especially tend to struggle with this. And most introverts whom I work with, with dating coaching, tend to respond in one of two ways. And that is to either try to process the rejection internally 
or to ignore the internal process and to just throw yourself into taking action, to overcoming the fear, to maybe doing a rebound and to just totally ignoring the feeling in the first place. And both of those responses are completely normal and common, but they make the process so much more difficult for you to work through and they end up causing further inadvertent damage to the way that you show up and your ability to connect with people who you might be a good fit with in the future. The good thing is that there are ways to work through this pain in a way that is more constructive, in a way that is more healthy, and in a way that makes the pain of rejection and the experience of it feel much more manageable and less threatening. Because when you start to trust yourself that you can handle the pain of rejection and that you can work through it in a way that doesn't cause further harm to yourself or cause further self-betrayal or further disconnection from your intuition, that builds a ton of self-trust that you can handle these things and that causes you to be braver when putting yourself into situations where you might face rejection. Because a very common response to pain and fear is avoidance, which is also completely normal. But if you are avoiding putting yourself into situations where you might be rejected, you are setting yourself up for failure and then you're trying to connect with people when you are not emotionally available and open to connecting. And if we can't go into relationships from a place of vulnerability, which means that you might be hurt, If you can't do that, then you have no chance of having a relationship that is meaningful and deep and connected and all of the things that most introverts really want in a relationship. And ultimately, it will make you feel braver and it will make you more likely to put yourself out there, which means that you're more likely to be able to find the right person for you. And learning to trust yourself more than opens you up to synchronicities and opportunities and possible chances to connect with someone when you aren't even looking or expecting it. And those are the stories of relationship beginnings that I love the most. So while you will never be able to overcome either the fear nor the pain of rejection, you can build tolerance in your ability to handle that pain And you can build self-trust in your ability to navigate it in a way that is constructive and healthy and aligned with your own self-worth and the things that you deserve with relationships versus betraying yourself and overthinking, spiraling into over-analysis, blowing up the person's phone, begging them to take you back. Maybe they do, but then you feel like crap about yourself anyway, and you don't trust the other person. You don't trust the relationship. And those are normal ways that we do respond to rejection because we don't know what to do with that pain. That pain comes from a very earlier time, many, 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 many years ago. And the place that that pain came from was being abandoned in the wild or in communities when it really was a risk of death. So that pain comes from that place. And yet we are in a modern world and society where there is technology and all these different things that expose us to risk of rejection. And that pain is real. And yet we have not yet evolved to know instinctively what to do with that pain and to know how to build a tolerance and to learn to trust yourself to work through it, which I suppose in turn does make you less afraid of it. And 
There is something incredibly empowering about trusting yourself so much that you are willing to put yourself into situations where you might be hurt, but with great risk comes great reward. And those are the stories, again, that I love the most when people just put themselves out there because they're not attached to the outcome. Their self-worth is not attached to how other people respond. They love bravely, they love fearlessly, and they are willing to experience the possible pain to reap the possible reward. And watching yourself be willing to take on struggles, to take on opportunities and potential heartbreak is incredibly empowering. And I love seeing you all grow over time and learning to trust yourself. And that is when you truly become open to receiving love. And so many introverts don't want to need anything. They just want to give, 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 give. They don't feel comfortable needing anything. They don't want to be needy. They don't want to receive anything because they either don't think they deserve it or they think it makes them weak. And that is not setting yourself up for a really solid, high quality, high reward relationship. You have to be open to receiving, which means that you have to be open to receiving everything, love, rejection, heartbreak, connection, all of it. You can't just selectively shut out rejection. You can't selectively turn off or shut off those negative emotions. You have to be open to receiving it all. And that means you have to trust yourself to handle the things that you receive. And in these next two episodes, we are going to walk through different ways that you can learn how to manage rejection Learn how to work through it constructively without betraying yourself or behaving destructively, whether that is internal or external, and ways that you can learn to build that trust in yourself and become stronger in the process. Because it's not just about making dating easier, it's about making yourself stronger, more resilient, and more open to receiving the love that you desire and the love that you deserve. So I just wanted to use this opening episode to just explore rejection, explore your fear of it, explore where it comes from, explore your responses to it and the ways that it causes you to run on high alert in the background, the ways that it causes you to overanalyze, the ways that it causes you to clam up maybe if a relationship's going too well because you're afraid maybe based on past experiences that the person's going to pull away if that's happened before. If those are things that you have struggled with, even if you aren't consciously walking around telling yourself that you're afraid of rejection, those are all signs that you are afraid of it. And not just being aware that you're afraid of it, but just being aware of how normal that is and that you're not broken for being afraid of it. You're not broken for feeling that pain and that it actually makes you human. Because if you are so shut off from emotions that you don't feel any pain with rejection, I'd be more concerned if that was the experience you had than if you are afraid of it. So above all, when you're looking at your history over this next week as you're kind of percolating and thinking about this topic and the ways that it holds you back and looking at what your life would look like if you trusted yourself to handle it more. Because it's not enough to just take the action and to try to overcome the fear, to try to learn how to take the steps to get to your goal. It's really important to assign some meaning to the reasons why you want to face this fear. And hopefully that reason involves strengthening your relationship with yourself. And I know that if you are here listening to this right now, that you already value that. 
So I hope that this helped you to explore the topic a little bit more. And please reach out if you have had experiences with this and if you have had experiences either with not trusting yourself when it comes to opening up again after ejection or if you have avoided dating or if you've avoided putting yourself into situations where you might be rejected. And then when you avoid things and you don't put yourself into opportunities, potentially you miss out because if you were so afraid that you were controlled by your fear of rejection, then you're lamenting over what could have been and the things that you might have missed out on. And those missed opportunities, personally, I think are so much worse than the times that you put yourself out there, get shot down and just dust yourself off, get back up and keep on going. So I also encourage you to look at the the ways that it's held you back and the, and the ways that your life would be different if you could learn how to face this, be brave enough to face these challenges and the, the differences in your life that would come about if you learn to trust yourself more. Because at the end of the day, that's what this is all about. So if any of this resonates with you or if there are any specific topics that you want me to tackle over the next couple of weeks as we explore these different aspects of the ways that we respond to and the ways that we move through rejection, please reach out. I would absolutely love it if you would connect with me on Instagram. We are at Introvert Attraction. Thank you for being here with me today. Thank you for taking the time to explore this pain and to hopefully not be frustrated with me that I'm not giving you any solutions yet. And if you are frustrated with me, that's totally okay. It's really, really important for us to not just take in tons of information, but to actually build awareness. And that takes time of the different ways and the different perspectives that this shows up in your life. Because the more areas that you can see that have been affected by this, the more that you're going to benefit from the information of how to actually move through it and the different ways that you'll be able to apply that are going to expand and open up so much more when you take the time to sit in that pain temporarily and to be brave enough to look at it. Because that's the first step is being brave enough to face the pain and the fear and trusting that I will have some tips and some guidance on how to help you do that in a constructive way over the next few weeks. So thank you all for being here with me this week. I can't wait to see you next time and please don't hesitate to reach out in the meantime. I love you guys all so much. I hope you have an amazing rest of your week and I will see you next time. Bye.